0: welcome back to booze and buffy a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of buffy the vampire slayer one by one there will be spoilers for the episode we're discussing as well as past episodes but no spoilers for future episodes uh forgetting my funny joke that i came up with earlier i'm harrison
1: and i'm jason and yeah guys
0: it's a damn Xander episode <laughs>
1: what episode are we watching this week Harrison
0: why Jason we are watching season three episode 13 the zeppo um this is the one where there is a uh, a massive apocalypse um but we don't see a lot of that um because we are following the misadventures of xander this is kind of um the uh that t and g episode uh, lower decks yeah. um but it's about a main character and not a couple like minor recurring extras.
1: Yes, The Zeppo was written by Dan Weber and directed by James Whitmore Jr., and originally aired January 26, 1999.
0: Uh, jason tell me what you are drinking this week so i'm drinking about two thirds of a bottle of um a
1: hofbrauhaus original mm-hmm. um the uh a third of the bottle f- spilled out while i was opening it oh, and it no. made me very angry because those are like your um, nice ones is, right uh,
0: from they got in Germany. yeah these um the
1: yeah well i didn't get them in germany oh. but they're like imported from germany And uh, I was lucky enough to find them at like the liquor barn on Fern Valley Road when I got them. But yeah, they are delicious. This is the one that I like. Soaked those uh, bratwurst in and uh, made them extra tasty. Nice. But uh, there's still there's still plenty of beer left. Enough, maybe not enough to discuss in a Xander episode. All
0: right. Um. So I am drinking. Okay. So here's here's my tale. Um. I was uh, when when you texted me that you like that you were ready to record and I was watching an episode of the show called Marcella, um, which is a Netflix like British crime drama. Um, what I was watching is irrelevant, but I was watching that. so I was like, once I finish this, we'll record. So I finished the episode. It's like quarter to four um, and which is when we had decided to record. And I go into our dining room, which is where we keep our liquor, and I was like, fuck. The box of wine we had was empty. Um, Oh, no. There was no beer in the fridge. And the only liquor we had was a bottle of uh, Amaretto and a bottle of Triple Sec. Um, Because the bottle of bourbon that we had had, we had finished last night. So I was like, fuck. Um, Okay. So I'm, like, looking, I get, I have a, this app on my phone that's called Mixology, and it's a, it's a great app, because it, like, gives you drink recipes, but one of the cool things it does is it, you can just, like, pull out, like, just pick, like, ingredients, and, like, put, like, a list of ingredients, and it'll tell you, like, drinks that can be made using those ingredients. So I put, I amaretto first, and I was like, do oh, no, no, maybe there's something in my house that I can mix this amaretto with. And the first drink was called an Amaretto Aid, and it was Amaretto, Triple Sec, and Club Soda. Which you have. I didn't have any Club Soda, but I had tonic water, so I was like, eh, fudging it, but close enough. <laughs> um, so, I don't know if this is gonna be any good. I haven't tasted it yet. Um it smells okay it smells uh citrusy so that's probably the triple sec yeah (laughs) um so yeah so this is my amaretto aid um served over ice in an over uh an over large red wine glass according to mixology (laughs) so uh so jason
1: it's amazing how you can make all of this look so trashy
0: (laughs) (laughs) i was just following the instructions given to me uh jason it's your week to lead us in a toast sorry it had to be Uh, this week (laughs) uh here's to the people that we don't appreciate
1: in our lives may we accept the fact that we don't appreciate
0: them (laughs) cheers (laughs) huh that's interesting i don't love it but it's not like it's not terrible it's not like that blue thing that i made that one time so
1: (laughs) yeah so good to know you haven't hit rock bottom when it comes to liquor yet
0: (laughs) not yet um amaretto is pretty smooth i was part of me was like you know maybe maybe i'll just throw some ice in a glass and pour some amaretto in there and call it a day um but anyway i digress Uh, so, The Zeppo. Uh. I knew this was coming. What a, what a, what an episode. I, I have... This is one of those weirdest episodes where I, I find, I watch it, and I'm going, I don't know how I feel. Because I appreciate, like, the, I appreciate the episode and, like, what it does. I, I really love this like kind of Buffy parody happening that we're just like peeking in on periodically um but god it's so much Xander
1: (laughs) yeah um I'm actually glad that I watched this episode a couple of days ago and had time to think about it (laughs) as opposed to my normal responsible way of just watching the episode right before we do the recording yeah. and going off the seat of my pants uh but no i i actually respect this episode a lot for the meta humor like this meta yeah. humor is spot on in this episode yeah. just the, the Angel way Buffy that,
0: scene is my favorite
1: oh yeah no the way that the way that Joss Whedon and company um, and uh, especially the uh, writer, um, Dan Weber, is able to hone in on, one, the weakest character in the cast, which is Xander, mm-hmm. and also admit, and make this story all about how he's the weakest character in the cast without being heavy-handed about it, and also taking the stuff that... People normally watch buffy for Mm -hmm. and just making fun of it just roasting it yeah and i appreciate it when a a community did a really good job of making fun of itself Mm -hmm. um avatar the last airbender has a really great scene near the end of the series where uh they basically the characters watch this play put on that's literally the entire series up to that (laughs) point and and it's making fun of them and they're just like well that's hurtful (laughs) and i i like it i i very much dig uh roasting comedy when it's done well
0: yeah i agree it's because in it's done what it what makes it work here is that yeah the show it is the show poking fun at itself but it's um you know it's all in good fun. It's you know I've seen I've seen it done poorly where it seems like the sh- like like there's some writer like really taking out their frustrations on the show. Um Yeah. But yeah, but here it is just you know we're all having a good time. We're all having a laugh at our own expense and that's okay.
1: And Xander does walk away from this a a better character i would say i agree you have yeah you have a little bit of respect for him and obviously he's still going to have that whole like xander quality to him <laughs> just whenever he'll throw a lame one-liner in there and just say it, and you'll just be like huh well that's xander
0: yeah i uh, agreed i do think this is a great um step forward for the character um and the uh I, I i i i like seeing this growth out of him um it's we're really hard on xander here at booze and buffy but um it's because we know he can do better and we are pushing him to be his best
1: <laughs> that's right fictional character <laughs> get better. <laughs> the episode opens up with in typical fashion, a fight is happening. Yep, and uh, Buffy is fighting a group of demons. Yes, while Willow is casting a fog spell. So, in a short amount of time since the end of season two, when Willow started pursuing the uh, the spell that the Romani used on Angel, her her spell repertoire has become mm-hmm. much bigger.
0: And and this is uh, really, if if I'm remembering, isn't this the first time where we see her outside of the restoration spell, um, like really doing magic? We saw her like performing that spell with Amy and Michael a couple weeks ago, but we didn't really see any of the magic of it.
1: Yeah, this might be her first... Yeah... This might be her first, uh, spell that she's done while in the field with Buffy and Giles. Oh, I almost forgot to say, I love that the, at least in the version that I watched on Hulu, the episode opens with, previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, Quentin Travers saying you're fired to Giles, and that's <laughs> it.
0: That's it. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, the DVD, um, uh, the DVD doesn't have the previously on. I don't think any of the DVDs have the previously ons, um, except maybe the season five DVD, because there's a there's a previously on in the season five finale that I really really love, and I feel like I've seen it recently, which I only would have seen by watching it on the DVD. But that's neither here nor there. Well, that season five finale is one of your favorite episodes. It's so good.
1: But yeah i i find it funny that that's literally all you get from the previous episode <laughs> which we just went on about how how great it is and how it's often cast aside yeah uh, but you don't get the immediate ramifications yet that's kind of for next week's episode yeah. this episode kind of comes out of nowhere which is one of the reasons why it's great it's it's basically playing on all of the expectations that people would have after a after a bombshell of Giles being exiled from the Watchers Council and oh now we're going to have this random episode about Sander.
0: Yeah. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a breather, but it's uh, you know at, starting next week we do uh, that's when the season really is going to start ramping up because we're at the midpoint now. So you know, Oh, no, we're... I actually looked at the episodes
1: following this one, and it's literally just one by one building on the big storyline. Yeah. Like, everything that has been sitting and kind of simmering for a while really just starts getting set in motion. And mm-hmm. I think with the exception of maybe one episode, everything focuses on the main story which has only been somewhat present and so lots of good stuff to look forward to in the coming weeks
0: but it is it's nice to have this little bit of a breather after how intense last week was and with this ramping up that's coming um i was it was nice to just be able to sit back and kind of relax which is hilarious to say in an episode where the whole fucking hell mouth opens and we're like (laughs) what a breather
1: (laughs) (laughs) well the so the scooby gang is fighting these demons and the sisterhood of jay the sisterhood of jay which actually look pretty cool um props to the uh props to the makeup department uh they look really cool which i find hilarious um and i'll try to make a point about it as we go forward Uh, compared to the rest of the stuff that the scooby gang encounters
0: um
1: (laughs) but yeah the sisterhood of jay looks really cool and buffy manages to take care of them and everybody and everybody's kind of talking about oh what do we know about these people what do we know about this uh these demons and giles says oh well i'm I have less of my resources since I was expelled from the Watchers Council, but uh, maybe we like as soon as we get Xander and everybody looks around and nobody sees Xander and <laughs> he's pulling himself out of the wreckage. Yeah, and we don't see it. And there's a lot of there's a lot of that this episode. There's a lot of teasing with not seeing the big action, and we didn't see Xander just get his ass kicked, <laughs> but. It's easy for us to imagine to imagine, because it happens all the yeah, time. Yeah, we can
0: just think back to a previous episode and put that footage there.
1: Then <laughs> Buffy says maybe he should hang back when they fight, which is it makes sense. Xander mm. has not proven himself to be a strong fighter. He hasn't gone out of his way to try to take fighting lessons. Yeah, he could easily ask Giles. I don't know if Giles would say yes or not. He could easily (laughs) ask Giles for a little bit of fighting training, or even Buffy or Faith. He, but he has this. He probably has this whole. Oh, as long as I go in there with a with an attitude that I'm gonna win,
0: then I'm gonna win. (laughs) So it's actually it's so funny you say that. I've been reading the Buffy, uh, the Boom Studios Buffy comics. Um, which I've mentioned on here before it's like a reimagining of the show in more of a modern time and one of the things they do show is Willow and Xander like training alongside Buffy with Giles Um, which I I really thought was a a nice a nice little detail to to throw in there i did
1: not know that so yeah. that's that's good it's not
0: like a big there's not like a huge deal made out of it it's just it's like a panel but you know it's enough to know oh yeah they're they're training too that's cool so um they i do like this bit where Buffy's like uh basically says like oh you could be hurt and then fate's like or killed and buffy's like yeah <laughs> or, or both <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, Faith is back, by the way. Yeah, it's been a, been a minute since we've seen her. I uh, haven't seen her since Christmas, is that right? I believe so. I believe The Wish was the last time we saw her. Um, did you say The Wish? Yeah. Or... The Wish, yeah. Oh, no, Amends was great. No, no, that's wrong, it's Amends. <laughs> <Bleah>. <laughs> My bad. I was like, we definitely didn't see her in The Wish. That'd be weird.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. The, uh... So the next day at lunch, oh man, I don't know why Xander's doing this. Why he's asking, why he's persistent in asking
0: these guys who are probably football players to throw him the football. It's so uncomfortable. They're clearly having a game themselves, just the two of them. And he's like shouting from across the courtyard. I'm like, dude, stop. Stop. Yeah, you don't hang out with these guys. Yeah, it's so weird. We know you don't <laughs> hang out with these guys. Um, and luckily, Cordelia is there to put a voice to what we're feeling.
1: Well, they, out of reluctance, one of the guys throws the football to Xander, who, of course, doesn't catch it. Oh, does he throw and
0: it to him? Or I thought he like overshot to the guy he was throwing. No, to no, him. no.
1: Xander could have caught it if he wasn't Xander. Yeah. And. But, yeah, and so it, it actually bounces off his hands and hits the lunch of a student nearby who we find out is called Jack O'Toole. Jack
0: O'Toole.
1: So Jack, o, Jack O'Toole uh, basically says that he's going to beat the shit out of Xander. <laughs> so Xander, Xander turns around and sees Cordelia, who comments on just how... Worthless, he came across
0: in that. She is cold as ice. Like, um. I'm honestly okay that
1: she's still directing this towards Xander. She's not directing it towards the rest of the Scooby Gang because. She. I mean, it, it makes sense that she's still mad at Xander for what happened. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she comments that. Oh, you have all your friends are witches, werewolves, watchers, and slayers. No, my. (laughs) But then there's you. You're the Zeppo. And for any of those kids who are listening to this podcast, (laughs) that is a reference to the Marx Brothers. The Marx Brothers was a comedy team that consisted of Groucho, Chico, Harpo, and... uh, was there another one besides Zeppo? Um, um, hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up just to make
0: sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, because I think there were four, or I think there were five. Like, there's four like the four like more famous ones, and then the Zeppo. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: Chipp- uh, Chico, Harpo, Groucho, and Zeppo. Uh, Those four, the four that I remember, and then there was a fifth one, Gummo. Gummo, who I am. Not familiar with in the slightest, uh, but they are known for a uh, like classic, com- classic black and white comedy movies. Two the two that I've seen uh, being a Night at the Opera and Duck Soup, mm-hmm. and almost if you if you're a Looney Tunes fan, they took so many gags from the Marx Brothers routines. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, Zeppo Zeppo was largely thought to be. The one that nobody cared for, and uh, yeah, he apparently he appeared in the first five films in non comedic roles.
0: Yeah, so I my understanding is Zepo is largely kind of the the straight man of the group. So I do yeah. think there's um there the, I do think that um there's some good symbolism there in that um you know the straight man is so important to comedy, but often overlooked. So this comparison I think that Cordelia is making between Xander and the Zeppo and Zeppo is um is more apt than she realizes because even though um you know at first glance maybe Xander has less to offer than his superpowered friends um he he still does bring something to this dynamic that maybe isn't always appreciated yeah and
1: he very much they don't lean on to lean into it that much but he is the he is the mortal the the regular human mm-hmm. that could be a pers could be a perspective that would be interested in seeing it's just that normally he kind of just piles dumb jokes onto it yeah and oh my gosh there's so many in this episode um
0: so uh, also while we're on the subject of zeppo marks Do you think Cordelia's dad is a is a Marx Brothers fan? Because I don't think Cordelia is a Marx Brothers fan. So I it's very weird because
1: Cordelia makes two very nerdy references in this episode because she's also the one who uh, she's also the one who points out um, which Xander thought of himself as well that he's the Jimmy Olsen of the group. Mm hmm. It's very unlikely that Xander or that Cordelia has that much geeky knowledge. And hey, maybe she got it from dating Xander. Maybe Xander is a huge Marx Brothers fan. Uh, I wouldn't put it past him. That that does track.
0: That really tracks.
1: I definitely think Xander's where she got the Jimmy Olsen yeah. reference from.
0: That actually would make sense if she got that refer- the, the Marx Brothers reference from Xander. Um, cuz then that's just pushing that knife in further too. She's using a reference to something he loves that he introduced her to, maybe, uh, to to hurt him. And I say, good for you, girl. Giles then tells
1: uh, Buffy that, oh yeah, so it's the apocalypse, Buffy. And uh, and that uh, the Sisterhood of Jay is planning on reopening the Hellmouth, which we saw open up in Prophecy Girl. Prophecy Girl.
0: It's a song I wrote for it it's beautiful thank you
1: um it reminds me a lot of uh not your song but this exchange reminds <laughs> me a lot of did you ever see the uh the test clip for the buffy the animated series
0: uh oh i have but it has been a long time
1: yeah i'm try. i i just remember that uh buffy has like some some comment that to xander and willow and it's saying Hey, at least it's not the apocalypse. And and they walk in, and Joe's like, "Oh, Buffy, it's the apocalypse." <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I I love that. There's a good bit. I can't remember if it's in an episode we've already seen or one coming up. But Willow walks into a room where everyone's just like looking really got really glum, and she's like, "God, who died?" And then no one answers. And she goes, "Who died?" <laughs> <laughs> um. So Xander
1: is, uh, talking with Oz and, uh, he's like, oh, how do you be cool? Like most people consider you cool Oz
0: and you know how you are cool Xander by not talking about being cool. It's, it's so great. Cause he even mentions like, is it because you don't talk a lot and are kind of vague and Xander just, or Oz just goes, could be.
1: (laughs) I love when he says, oh, I could play the guitar. Hey, he's
0: playing the guitar hard. And Haas says, not the way that I play it. Hey, that's a <laughs> really good line. Um, and then Xander starts talking about how he played the flugelhorn in elementary school. Um, Which just reeks with cool. That is the sexiest instrument you could have picked. I remember when I watched this episode with John, that flugelhorn joke, like really killing him. <laughs> Because the, because the flugel, if I remember correctly, I let me look this up real quick. The flugel horn, I'm doing a Google image. Is search. like it's really weird, and it, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's, oh, actually, it just kind of looks like a trumpet. I was yeah, thinking of something it, different,
1: like an oboe or something. No, there's like some, <laughs> there's
0: an instrument. Maybe it's the French horn, where like the way you hold it, you're actually put, put the horn is like facing behind you. I know that uh, the French horn goes underneath your arm. Yeah. Um,
1: and I, sometimes you, like, put your hand into it. Is that is that right? Dude, John's not here to ask, so... Anyway, uh, so... Xander decides that the coolest way for him to to go about his day now is to... Get a car, oh my god! And the car he gets, and thank you, Buffy Wiki, for having this at the <laughs> ready. Yeah, a a baby blue, nineteen fifty seven Chevrolet Bel Air convertible, which bar which he got from his uncle Rory while his uncle Rory was dealing with his DUIs. Yep, but you know <laughs> this what's is a nice? Car. You're right. This it's a nice car, and it would have been cool in the sixties. <laughs> like.
0: I don't know. I really dig like a like a retro convertible. I I and I'm not really a car person, but I that's not. I see a car like that. It, I'm like, nice.
1: No, I think, I think now it would look really cool because it does have that retro feeling. But in the '90s, it just felt old. Fair. because the '90s is when you're beginning to transition away from the boxy cars. That's true. To the smoother, sleeker cars. And, uh, that's why Cordelia's car, which is vampire proof, is, 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 I'm sorry, I just immediately thought back to that amazing running joke from how they were trying to disinvite Angel from all those places, and she pulls up and has garlic in her car. All over it. Love to see it. Uh, but, yeah, this, this just looks... It looks do- it looks
0: dorky with Xander in it. It, it reeks uh, of desperation, Buffy. It really does. Buffy even says, "Is this a penis thing?" Which <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I laughed so hard there, at that. There look. are a couple
1: of uh, there are a couple of penis references in this. There in this episode there are. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Yeah, Xander says, I'm the car guy now. and But yeah, so then they decide that they're going to do research. And they want Xander to go get donuts. Which, <laughs> and of course, while he's getting the donuts, of course.
0: Of course, uh, Cordelia is there. And <laughs> um, she just has to get some more digs in. Yeah. Oh. Um. Before
1: I believe that uh, Giles says maybe you can, uh, maybe you can try to hang back and not be involved so much in this. And that's when uh, Xander makes his Jimmy Olsen reference of like, well, gee, Mr. White, if if Mr. Clark, if Mr. Ken and Miss Lane get all those good stories, there won't be anything left for me.
0: Giles. is so and of not Giles amused. Giles is not amused. He is just like <laughs> stone-faced. At the, at the donut shop, after he gets his ribbing from Cordelia, um, some girl... Lizette Torchio. She is... Or Torchio? This character... Whoa. She is <laughs> a lot to deal with. I, I don't know. I don't know what is it about her, but I find her so off-putting. Like she's
1: got um and this is gonna sound really really insensitive but she does have rbf rbf like
0: really hard resting bitch oh. face yeah she does and it's as someone with a pretty intense uh resting bitch face like i was like <laughs> yeah and it's she's like really obsessed with this car and yeah she's totally in it for the car she's also she also lists her
1: ex-boyfriend's buy their cars yeah.
0: and and it's like girl you got a car fetish you do you but like maybe be yeah, maybe be a little more upfront about that or that i don't know she's we she figured it out pretty quickly so
1: <laughs> but yeah she um she shows up right as cordelia is just ragging on xander and when and uh and uh when lizette i already forgot her name <laughs> When Lizette shows up, she then immediately makes it look like Cordelia has egg on her face. So she says, "Oh, do you wanna do you wanna dry, uh Do you wanna go for a ride?" And uh, so Xander's like, "Yeah, sure. Just
0: uh, just gotta drop these donuts off first. And <laughs> Cordelia is so mad.
1: Yeah, but it it looks even stupider. It looks even more stupid when he um he tries to be cool by jumping into the car but he jumps into the back seat and then like almost trips as he's getting into the front seat god man just just open the door and get in like yeah or you know go around to the other side and then jump in it's i mean gosh you, you look so stupid um So, uh, Oz is, um, it's his monthlies. (laughs) It's that time of the month where he turns into a werewolf. And so they have him locked up in the library. Um, and, uh, and, but he's being like really kind of, uh, wilder than usual. And Willow thinks it's because like, oh, maybe he can sense something that's happening. Something that's going on. And, uh, and Giles says that he's going to contact a spirit guide yep. who exists out of time who will give him more information about the sisterhood of Jay. And this is, this is when, like, the parodies really start to pile on. Yeah. Because, now, Buffy always has a little bit of sense of melodrama because it's, it's a teen show. Yeah. So Melodrama's going to be there. But this one, they dial it up for all the Scooby scenes. And this is kind of one of the first ones that they do that for. Uh, Giles has some really random resource that he can go to. And, uh, ooh, everything's so tense because Oz is freaking out. And everybody's in full-on just... Oh my God, we're so worried, Mo. Yeah, that it's the apocalypse, but it's immediately contrasted by every scene with Xander in it. Um,
0: and Xander scenes even get like kind of goofy music to like contrast <laughs> with the the melodrama <laughs> happening in in the this in the B plot.
1: And what's really great is at the end of this scene, after they have this gloom and doom talk. Giles looks down at the donuts and he says, Are there any jellies left? He is and...
0: so pissy about this. <laughs> he is. Um, but I don't blame him. The jellies and are. Willow the best.
1: immediately throws Buffy under the What?
0: <laughs> I was just saying the jellies are the best. I like I
1: Yeah, and Willow immediately throws Buffy under the bus saying Buffy ate three. <laughs> <laughs> it is <laughs> uh,
0: that is that that. Buffy 83 is one of my favorite Willow lines of the entire show. She doesn't even hesitate. She's just like... Um, well, if there's one person that she can't upset, it's Giles. Yeah. Uh, I don't like how and Giles then, is just like, well, I always say, let's have jelly in the mix. That's
1: the, that's the only reason we have jellies, is because I asked for them.
0: Um, my ideal donut... Is a raspberry jelly donut with chocolate icing. And it's a really rare one. But one time I was at, um, when I worked for Kroger, I was at the Kroger in Prospect for like a meeting because that's where like the corporate headquarters for Kroger was at the time, Um, or at least like the Louisville branch. And I was, my meeting wasn't starting yet. So I was like walking through the deli and they had one, a raspberry jelly donut with chocolate icing. And I was like, the holy grail of donuts. Like, oh. So, so I actually uh, enjoy
1: the ones that have uh, custard in them.
0: I don't mind a custard. Uh, yeah.
1: Spe- especially, um, yeah, I'd love Krispy Kreme donuts, custard. Uh, not the not the white cream, but the actual custard. Mm-hmm. I think that's really good. And uh, Nord's, which might be mm-hmm. probably the best donut place in Louisville. Um, they have a maple bacon donut, which is a, uh, which is like a long john donut with maple icing and then a strip of bacon on top of it, and oh so good.
0: So I, while I agree that Nord's is fantastic, I love Nord's, and when we get donuts, that's usually where we get them from because they're, they're, Nord's is really close to where we live. Yes. Um, I my favorite donuts in the city is Plains. Um, which is in St. Matthew's. Um,
1: oh, bougie donuts. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: it's actually right... It's, like, right across the street from Trinity, where I went to high school. So I, we got, I got donuts there a lot while I was in high school. Um, but we also, like... The owners of it are, like, friends of the family. They actually did our wedding cake. Um, I, uh, yeah, uh, my brother and sister-in-law
1: also had Nords do... Or they had Nords do their wedding mm-hmm. cake. So apparently... The donut bakeries are the places to go to get your wedding I mean, cake. Fuck, done. Yeah.
0: I I think I mean I do think for lucky in Louisville, there's several good places to get donuts. Um uh, so yeah. Now I want fucking donuts. I'm <laughs> I'm sure you can like Grubhub some or, That is the uh, trashiest cream.
1: thing I've ever heard. Grub hubbing donuts. It's it's the safest thing to do in In the current climate. I know. And this coming from the guy who made a drink out of whatever shit he could find in his liquor cabinet. so It's not a cabinet. It's a shelf and you know that. Ease up on on calling it trashy. (laughs) All right. Uh, (laughs) Now that we've made you hungry for donuts, let's
0: talk more about Xander. (laughs) (laughs) So Xander is at the bronze with... um, fuck what's this girl called again lizette Lizette. okay uh did she ever say her name in the episode or is that just how she's i don't remember her ever actually saying her name i don't either that's just how she's credited
1: yeah that that is that is what the buffy wiki tells us (laughs) but yeah she obviously is just going on and on about all the cars of all the guys that she's dated so much so that when angel walks into the bronze Zader immediately gets up and is like, "Hey angel, old buddy, old pal
0: <laughs> And Angel's like, "What the fuck? Yeah. You know that bit in, looking... uh, in Veep when Selena's like with there's I don't know who remember who she's with, but there's like a good bit and she's like laughing and she's got the forced smile, but under her breath she just goes, "What the fuck? That's Angel <laughs> in this scene. but
1: uh he's looking for he's looking for Buffy. Because he needs to talk about the sisterhood of Jay. And Xander is like, yes, let's go and look for Buffy. And Xander's like, you know what? Why don't you just kind of stay away and stay safe? And I also think 95% of that, 5% was concerned for a human life. 95% of it was like, I do not need to be stuck with Xander for any amount of time.
0: Yep. So
1: so uh so yeah so xander and um even in the buffy wiki she's referred to as car girl uh he gets um so he starts driving and of course drives into a car that is of course driven by jack O'Toole. and
0: um this dude is scary
1: yeah at this point jack is so ready to get into a fight with xander so much so that he pulls out a crocodile dundee size knife speaking of penises and I, Im- <laughs> yeah. and I immediately thought of that scene the minute i saw that and i like now that is a <laughs> knife yeah um jack is ready to just slice the shit out of xander but then uh and then th- a cop this girl comes by. is kind
0: of like she's just kind of like into it like, yeah it's so it's so weird i don't know who this girl is i anyway um this cop shows up and immediately
1: uh recognizes jack and says oh you like starting trouble and uh and jack says no you know just two guys wrestling and xander immediately decides to get on board with that yeah and he says Uh,
0: yeah just two guys wrestling but not in a gay way okay xander xander aka mr gay panic Rick.
1: um but uh which we've also discussed on this podcast mm-hmm. um but yeah but it's it's funny that when the cop goes away jack isn't his demeanor immediately changes and now he wants to be xander's best friend he, right he want well he wants him he wants him for the car but he also he's also like i like you man <laughs> and so he's like all right you know what let's let's go hang out with some friends of mine we're gonna and we're gonna have a ton of fun and uh lizette's down for it and xander is and again this is xander kind of being the pushover that mm-hmm. cordelia has been pointing out and um yeah at this point he's been very passive about everything he's just kind of going he along. even tries to yeah, he even tries to look for an out when he sees Angel. Uh, but um so he's like, "Oh, well where are we going to meet up with your guys?" And uh it, of course it's the graveyard. Yep. <laughs> and, and Jack is chanting a spell that raises one of his friends from the dead.
0: You know.
1: What you do? <laughs> and uh and Xander actually sees Giles trying to uh contact the Spirit Guides, which looks like something out of fucking Star Trek the original series. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if they I feel like and and I think that's I think that's the show making fun of itself again. Yeah, I think so. I yeah, it's it's really great. It's it's like if Star Trek ever needed a non-corporeal life form, that's what it would have looked like. <laughs> but yeah, um and so he tries to, and and he he at first like wants to help Giles, but uh, yeah, they're like no, Xander, just stay away, and so he's stuck with, with Jack raising like two more guys, <laughs> and
0: uh, and these are like full oh. on zombified guys, like yeah, um, they, they they each have different states of decay, because,
1: uh, each one has been dead for a different amount of time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the first time that, uh, the first guy who is played by Michael Cudlitz, uh, Bob, uh, rises from the dead, Lizette is just out of there. Yeah. Like, she books it. Which, I
0: mean, fair. I can't blame her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what, we're raising zombies? Hell no. I was fine when you were about to cut up this guy I'm hanging out with, but I draw the line at zombies. <laughs>
1: but after the raising of the zombies we go back to the scooby gang and we get a willie the snitch appearance.
0: Yay! <laughs> and of course he's like near death like he's been like beaten badly um but um by the sisterhood of Jay. and um he reveals to buffy that dun 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 the sisterhood is going to open the hell mouth um and it, it is so doom and gloom like it is so as we've said yeah, over no, the top
1: they're piling it on and and he yeah he says oh they're going to open the hellmouth tonight and oh you should find angel and just i guess spend figure out how you want to spend your <laughs> yeah how you want to spend your last hours and uh and uh, oz is still going crazy in his werewolf form ugly ugly werewolf form Ugh. and so giles and willow say
0: oh we need to move him somewhere yeah feels like they could have like put the gun the trank gun through the bars and shot him first before opening the cage but okay it'd be like shooting ducks in a barrel
1: (laughs) shooting oz in a cage Mm -hmm. um so uh they are so jack and his friends are basically talking about baking a cake Mm -hmm. And uh, they tell Xander to stop by a hardware store. And he says, oh, well, nothing's really open. They're like, oh, no, that's okay. Then bust the window open. And
0: Xander's like, oh, everything's open when you're doing crime. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, okay, this is a crime. I'm a criminal. I'm the criminal element. He's like, it it, it's not i'm not gonna say it's funny how much xander is panicking but it's pretty funny how much he's like oh yeah no and it's totally played for that effect
1: he sees willow who is getting ingredients for a spell uh believe they discussed um willow would try to attempt uh doing the sealing spell and uh again she says again she's she says, uh, yeah, no, I'm busy focused on this. Just kind of stay out of it. Yeah. And, um, but then she tells him that she loves him. Yeah. So there's more melodrama it's there. It's
0: melodrama. It's definitely melodramatic, but it's so sweet. I, I love that moment. Yeah. It's
1: like, cause she probably, there's, to her, there's a good possibility that this is going to be the last time she sees him. So she says that she loves yes. him. So... Jack and his friends, uh, they're like, hey, you know what we should do? We should initiate we should kill Xander. Xander. <laughs> like, make him a part of the gang. Like, how do you become part of the gang? He's like, oh, you die. <laughs> and and uh, Xander, of course, is freaking out. He's like, hey, you know what? Jack's not dead. Why is he in the gang? And he lifts up his shirt to reveal that, hey, he got shot in the chest several times. Yep. And his, um, his grandfather actually raised him just like a few minutes after he died. Oh, Sunnydale. Yeah. Um, You actually kind of think, if there's one thing that's, you shouldn't be surprised that there were this many kids to rise from the dead, raise from the dead, (laughs) because if there's one thing that Sunnydale has a surplus of, it is dead teenagers. (laughs) Accurate. Um, So Xander is able to get away from them, and get in his car and drive off uh and he has the uh he has the supplies um that they were talking about and they're like oh no do-. they're like oh man he took all of our stuff <laughs> and jack's like don't worry we're still in front of the hardware store that we just robbed so we just get more stuff <laughs> his spreads uh, aren't too bright they aren't um uh, maybe some of their brain decayed uh <laughs> But, uh, so Xander's driving by and he sees Faith fighting, uh, one of the sisterhood of Jay, and so he runs over, <laughs> runs over the sister, Oh, uh, and, uh, Faith is kind of like, and so they, uh, and so he says, like, get in the car, right? which that might be the cool, one of the cooler things that Xander does yeah. in this episode. It's his, uh, it's I mean, his Terminator moment. Saying, yeah, I'm not saying that that Faith needed that help, but uh, Zader does
0: it in a very, like, I'm-not-going-to-rub-your-face-in-it sort yeah. of way. Like,
1: oh, hey, you know, I'm just here to help.
0: Yeah, and it's actually weird how humble Xander is in this episode. Which I, is, you know, yeah, part of th- his character development. So I guess I shouldn't say it's and weird. I think,
1: yeah, and I think it might be the fact that normally he has to put on a machismo attitude, mm-hmm. When he's around his superpowered friends, but he's not around them now. It's just him. So, I mean, we get moments where he just trails off talking to himself, saying all of his Xander yeah. witticisms. But, um, but yeah. So here is where Xander takes Faith back to the uh, back to her motel room, and Faith Faith is just Horny. so amped she didn't get a kill so now she's like she's just ready to fuck the first thing that she sees which happens to be xander so Uh. xander and xander has no problem with that he is ready to be used Um,
0: um it's just you know he's never been up quote unquote with people before um and that's when uh
1: she throws him onto the, she throws him onto the bed. It says, "Don't worry, I'll guide you around the curves."
0: <laughs> Hot. And then we just get this hard cut. Uh, sorry, I said hard. Uh, yep. No, you're to, not. No, I'm not. Uh, the, to this cut to um, Faith pushing Xander out the door, saying, "Thanks, that was great. Bye," and just closing the door. He hasn't even had time like this- yet.
1: I like how there is this moment where they're looking at each other in bed and uh, and like you think it's gonna be this sweet moment, and then there's that yeah. cut that just like, oh, oh, thanks. <laughs> and and uh, Oh, and when I almost forgot, there is one thing that actually fits with the 1957 1957 car. Yes, 1957 Chevrolet Bel-Air. And that's the shirt that Xander's wearing. (laughs) I noticed his shirt in this scene while Faith is taking it off him. (laughs) And I'm like, well, at least you came dressed for the part. (laughs) (laughs) Of Guy driving around in the the really old car. Um, And so he gets in the car, looks at all the stuff that Jack and his friends were buying, which is like, Kerosene stares at it for a long time and says, "Wait a minute! They're not making cake." <laughs> Jesus no, Christ, Xander! They're <laughs> not, Xander. Uh... Did you think? Did you really think that Jack was raising up all of his zombie friends to like fucking go into the baked goods business?
0: Now there's a sitcom. Yeah, no, I'd watch the shit out of that show. <laughs> this is the backdoor pilot that we never got. She's a, a big city baker. He's her zombie boyfriend. Together, they're going to open up undead cakes. The
1: loaves aren't the only thing that's rising.
0: Ah, that's good. That's <laughs> really good. Um, uh. So Xander drives back to the hardware store, Um, but they're not there anymore shocking um so this is where we get this um my favorite scene in the whole fucking episode is this melodramatic scene between buffy and angel like yeah um so so good you you know what are we gonna do without i what i can't lose you again you've already died once i love you so much And,
1: and and i will say this isn't too far off from from, from dialogue that Buffy and Angel have had. <laughs> yeah. But normally you have these really cheesy lines maybe once or twice in a scene with them. Now it looks like they've cherry-picked all of the cheesy lines from their dialogue and put it into one big thing. And it's it's so funny because <laughs> this is the moment when you just realize, wow, this is over the top. So ridiculous and they're they're in the middle of having this tender moment
0: and then of course Sanders there yeah and you don't see him you hear him first clear his throat and they both turn and they're just staring at him and he um <laughs> he kind of is like hey i need your um you you know what seems like i'm interrupting not a great I'll, moment I'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) oh i'm just gonna go he decides he's going to uh go find giles instead for help um but he runs into the zombies and (laughs) yeah
1: so then he decides to be he decides to be really really like you know what i'm getting to the bottom of this so he grabs so the um, one of the zombies like grabs onto his car and xander's just like uh, where's the bomb at <laughs> he doesn't really sound like that i just like felt the urge to make a reference to the dark knight rises yep. uh, and and he's, he's like oh hey where's the bomb and he's like oh it's in the boiler room it's sunnydale and so then xander's like well how do i stop it <laughs> and he runs right by a mailbox and just decapitates <laughs> the zombie Yep. <laughs> so,
0: I'm curious, do you think this um bomb in the boiler room thing is is a reference to Heathers? Yes.
1: That's what yeah, I was
0: that was the first thing I thought and I mean, it's the exact type of reference the show would make. So Yeah, it's
1: it seems a little out of place with all the other references that are being made with um, you know, the old car mm-hmm. and the Marx Brothers references and the Jimmy Olsen references um but yeah it's it's very much a uh oh what what kind of situation could xander handle on his own uh without the scooby gang oh you know what bomb in the boiler room veronica sawyer was able to was (laughs) able to take that out um
0: so we um xander heads for the school um the zombies are chasing him and Um, in the library we've got full-on hellmouth action Um, yeah and
1: ever but it's funny because you you only see a little bit of the hellmouth monster the hellmouth spawn and i love the i love just to add to the ridiculousness of it because they keep talking about oh, okay, so we're going to do this, right? And then cut away from the action just as it's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. One thing I truly enjoy is the strobe light, the white strobe mm-hmm. light that's going on and just constantly lighting and uh, darkening the set. And it just makes me laugh. Like, where's that light coming from? Yeah. <laughs> is it the portal? Or is, it, or is it's clearly just there to make fun of the scene? And, um... Yeah, so Xander is, uh, Xander's being chased by the zombies, and uh, he runs, he runs by the library where this fight is happening, and I think this is when they truly go into the Marx Brothers references, because these zany antics (laughs) very much feel, feel a part of, if not a Marx Brothers movie, then definitely a Scooby-Doo episode, (laughs) but, uh. I do love that one of the one of the zombies actually stops and looks into the library. He's like, whoa! Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> such a great
0: beat. Um, yeah, and all the zombies basically, except Jack, get like picked off one by one. Um, well,
1: Xander does kill one of them by uh, he's able to fight him off
0: and then f- drop a soda. Oh yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, uh, and then, uh, the sister, one of the then, demons kills kills the other one. Yeah, the sisterhood
1: of ja- <laughs> they get chased by one of the sisterhood, and uh, that zombie gets ripped apart. So he goes into the boiler room, sees where the bomb is, and that's where Jack is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so um, there's not much time. Xander obviously doesn't know how to defuse a bomb because, well. He's Xander, yeah. <laughs> which you know. I guess his military training doesn't include bomb defusing because he does still have that in his head. Maybe.
0: Yeah i I feel like he's mentioned that some of it's faded.
1: Mm. Um. Yeah. But, uh, but Yeah. But he he's not he's not gonna be helpful in this. <laughs> yeah. So. So that's when um Xander. This is when Xander has. This is one of the two moments that Xander has that truly show like, Hey, this wasn't all just for laughs. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he says, Oh, um, and, uh, so he's, he like basically steps in front of the exit before Jack can get out. And Jack's like, Oh, it doesn't bother me. I'm already dead. And he's like, Oh yeah, but you know, you're walking around drinking beer with your buddies dead. You're about to be blown up and swept up by a janitor dead. And, um, so he's like oh well you'll die too and xander says i like the quiet yeah which um earlier when he was fighting the other uh zombies he tried to have a good one-liner but the zombie ran off before he could finish <laughs> it um but yeah that's that's a good one-liner for xander and so so jack diffuses the bomb and uh xander's like yeah i don't want to see you around here anymore and then just heads out and uh Jack is just like, yeah, I'll show you. I'm gonna haunt you for the rest of your. Opens the door, and of course, Oz comes out <laughs> and just mauls him. Love it.
0: Um, I, 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 I enjoy the way they utilize Oz's werewolf form in this episode. Because um, usually, yeah. be like, Oz is o- only transformed if it is an Oz episode. Um, so it's yeah. cool to see it in an in a non-Oz related episode like odd centric episode
1: yeah and i really like the fact that they were able to basically set that up much earlier in the episode and then have him show up in that moment it's really good comedic timing and um if it's not reminiscent of the marx brothers and it's definitely reminiscent of comedies like seinfeld Mm -hmm. where you have the the unrelated plot threads come together at the end in a very humorous way um i very much appreciate that so then uh so then the next day um yeah the scoobies are all just kind of sitting at a
0: table talking about the battle they're all battered um, and beaten buffy has got a sling like
1: and and they talk about how it's probably the most intense battle they've ever had and which is again adds to the hilarity because (laughs) we didn't get to see it um Buffy was afraid that Angel was dead. Um, And uh, when Xander shows up, Willow's like, oh, it was a good thing you weren't at school last (laughs) night. And you know what? Xander decides to yeah,
0: to just keep it to himself. He doesn't say anything. Which is funny, because right before Xander shows up, Willow has a line that's just like, no one will ever know what we did. And which, sure. But yeah, I just, I I love that... I think it says so much about, to Xander's character, um, and to the growth he's had, that he doesn't, you know, he isn't like, no, listen to what I did. He just lets it go. Um, Because, yeah, I think, I think over the course of this
1: night, he realized that, like, his macho attitude, Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't working, and here he was, confronted with this scary situation, and... It wasn't going to help him in this. Yeah. It, he had to be. He had to be smart. He had to be resourceful, and he had to and be
0: brave. And, uh, yeah, and he had to be brave. I also think too that um, I think we see Ah or not Oz uh, Xander so frequently looking for validation for other people, um, looking to others for a sense of his own self worth, and oh
1: and it's what that yeah exactly and that's why cordelia she's able to rile him Mm -hmm. up with the things that she says until the end of this episode where he kind of he realizes Um, his own he
0: his his self-worth is internal and not external which is which is yeah and
1: yeah and cordelia is again like ribbing him but he just says he just smiles and just walks past her and she doesn't know what to say. She's like, what? There's like a really there is a really good line when he uh says, Oh, I can go get donuts, and
0: Oz like, no thanks. It's strangely full. <laughs> See, that would concern me though. If I were a werewolf, I'd be like Really full.
1: I think Did it just got wrapped up in all the other apocalypse true. stuff that was happening. Does anyone, anyone
0: anyone know if I uh if I uh, if I uh, ate anyone last night? <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> Uh, so the uh,
1: Zeppo, yeah.
0: Um, I this is a fun episode. I and you know I've uh I I actually appreciate it even a mo- little more after our um our conversation about it. Um. So yeah, I think I'm gonna go, uh, this episode is um I think three and a half out of five um zombie rebels
1: i'm gonna give it three out of five marx brothers (laughs) and now we know Uh, there were five there were five Gummo. gummo i don't i'm pretty sure i'm going
0: to forget his name after today god at least cordelia wasn't like you're the gummo (laughs) yeah that would would have been the only way that she would have looked worse in that
1: exchange
0: (laughs) try to make that thematically relevant
1: bitch uh but yeah it's um i really like the way that it takes this uh the meta humor Mm -hmm. um because we've seen funny episodes of buffy um be wish bother and bewilder is obviously the one that sticks out the most at this point Mm -hmm. but uh But yeah, we've seen funny episodes, but they're more just kind of, you know, typical, like this is the humor that we'd expect out of a situation in, in the Buffy universe, whereas this one really tries to pursue the parody form Mm -hmm. of, of comedy, which if done right, is done very well. Um, And I, and I believe,
0: I believe it's very well done in this. Mm um one little fun bit of continuity um that i just i always appreciate is later in the series any time that a character mentions um like the number of uh like apocalypses that they've prevented um this one is always like included in the list um and so
1: oh yeah i see that on the buffy continuity right now this is one of (laughs)
0: Thirteen <laughs> apocalypses the gang will face. Um, I I do think some of that thirteen is including the comics, though. Um, Probably. But, um, I do. I, it could have been so easy too for the show to ignore this episode, um, but it doesn't. Like it. It, it does. Um, re- it remembers the the show is generally really good about remembering its past, and I, I yeah, that. it's.
1: It's like it's it's it really does make good references to its continuity, almost along the lines of how I met your mother. I was just thinking the same thing. I was literally except that it except it is a good show. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I really don't have too much of a. I really don't have too much of anything to say
0: um about this episode that hasn't already been said covered it um so for drinking game i think this week um i think my drinking game is to take a drink anytime there is a um an ironic smash cut (laughs)
1: uh i will say you know what I'm not gonna be mean to Xander this week. <laughs> take a drink anytime. Take a drink anytime you're proud of
0: something that Xander does. Yeah, we're we are proud of you, Xander. You know, I came into this episode fully prepared to be kind of snarky about Xander. Like, yeah, we'll say some nice stuff, but look, we're we're gonna talk some smack too. But you know what? We're we're proud of you, Xander, and we think that you are becoming the man you can be. 20, 20 years later. I'm reading
1: some more of the trivia that's on this uh that's on the Buffy wiki and it says uh, Nicholas Brendon cried when he read the script for this episode because he was so delighted with it and its meaning for his character. That's nice. Um Yeah, and apparently this episode is the basis for the writing style of Joss Whedon's Marvel's
0: Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That makes sense. Uh maybe not the style, but like the idea of you know, we are exploring this larger world of course in this case that case it's the um the marvel cinematic universe at this micro level um yeah which and um i can i can see how this would be inspiration for that
1: yeah and it it also feels um i also kind of get that feeling when i think about uh firefly Mm. and um and even dollhouse yeah um the other joss We like other joss whedon shows so it, it's definitely the kind of it's definitely the kind of unsung hero quality mm-hmm. that uh, joss whedon shows thrive yeah agreed all right thank you for joining us on booze and buffy we'll be back next week with
0: bad girls <laughs> what you gonna do? uh i'm harrison you can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman and on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. That's spelled C-O-F-F-M-A-N. Uh, if you want to hear my thoughts on horror movies, please check out my horror movie blog, horrorbyharrison.blogspot.com. Uh, as, when this episode drops, I will have just uh, posted my review of one of my favorites of all time for all my whole life. Jurassic Park.
1: Yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, Harrison, if there's one thing Harrison knows about, it's horror movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Buffy. <laughs> he knows a lot about Buffy. Um, but yeah, uh, it's definitely worth Thank a read. Um, I'm Jason. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at YamiJ 357 Y-A-M-I-J-A-Y. And um, and on
0: Twitter at just yamijay. Uh, you can find us, uh, Booz and Buffy, on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Booze and Buffy. Or you can email us if you have something longer to say at boozandbuffy at gmail.com. The and is spelled out. A-N-D. And you
1: can also find us on YouTube, where we will release a short video with each episode where we will discuss spoilers that we can't talk about on the podcast also, don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Mm-hmm. Each week, we would like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. This week, we are highlighting Our House Grief Support Center. The Our House mission is to provide the community with grief support services, education, resources, and hope. Since 1993, Our House has helped thousands of grieving children, teens, and adults as they embark upon their journeys to hope and healing. Visit www.ourhouse-grief.org for more information. Well, as always, Jason, go slay and be gay. Bye. Bye bye